this is the time of week that we pause, ponder, and project. So why don't you settle in and be ready for what Jim has for us today. podcast and the direction it will be going in the future. This episode starts a new series of encouraging podcasts that I know we will want to follow each week. So I turn this over to our host, Jim Poitras. Hello out there, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and we project. I hope that you are having a great day. And you are also having a great week. Today, I would like to go ahead and lay the framework for a new series that I'll be doing over the next few months and talk to you about roadmaps, the GPS, pictures, and instructions. I don't know about you out there, But uh, when I put something together, I absolutely hate following the instructions. Or when I embark on a journey, I enjoy the trip and uh, seldom really look at the roadmap. And I do endeavor to pay attention to the GPS. So I've been wondering lately, what exactly is the purpose of the Poitras Ponderings podcast? Who's the target audience? What's the targeted discussion points? And uh, I've come down to this this morning, that the real purpose of the Poitras Ponderings podcast is I want this podcast to offer a word or words of encouragement, comfort, edification, and exhortation, and no, I'm not telling you that I'm going to give you a word of prophecy each week, but I do hope that something that is said on the Poitras Ponderings podcast will give you a word of encouragement, perhaps a word of direction and instruction, and definitely I hope that it will be a blessing to you as you travel on the Christian journey at whatever stage of life you're in, in whatever role you play and you're a part of in ministry, in the local church, in the church organization, in your individual ministries, I hope that this podcast will be a blessing to you. So if you are sitting there or driving down the street or doing your exercises and listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you for faithfully joining me week after week or for checking in occasionally. But if you've been wondering what exactly I'm up to, what am I aiming at? Uh, That's it. I want this podcast to be a blessing to you as you go through life's journey at whatever stage of life that you're in. Uh, Everyone starts out on a trip hoping that they know what the destination will be 
And it's a good idea to know the stopping places that you will do along the way. Otherwise, like it was said in Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So I really want to give you a heads up on what will be happening in the Poitras Ponderings podcast world over the next few months and setting the stage for what we're going to be doing even in the new year if the Lord tarries. Uh, I think that the podcast will come in the form of series. Occasionally, a podcast episode will stand on its own, but generally speaking, a series, and you'll know that kind of upfront where we're going, where I'm going on that particular trip. So for the next few months, I, I want to go a bit retro, and uh, Chris, the producer of the podcast, and his good wife, Paula, They'll remember this, that I used to go to various events and conferences in the Africa region, and I would stand up there, and I would pause just a few seconds, and then I would say, I have a story. And I would hopefully proceed to give an interesting story that would illustrate the point of whatever I was about to teach or preach. And they will remember, and some of you acquainted with me while I was in Africa, you will remember, and even now, occasionally I say this, when I'm teaching or preaching, I'll say something like, whether in the spirit or out of the spirit, I cannot tell. Whether here or there, I cannot tell. So this will be, for the next little while, uh, illustration-driven podcast episodes. And hopefully the illustration will be a blessing to you. I'm probably going to pull some of my favorite illustrations from the past, and I will present them in the present and hope that they will be a promised blessing for you in the future. And I know that they say that an illustration should never overpower the preaching or the teaching or the speaking, but these will be illustration-driven podcasts with an illustration, a story, and hopefully a point that will be a blessing to you because illustrations should serve as an open door or a window for understanding for whatever topic is being discussed. Uh, they help drive that point home like a well-driven nail into whatever is being said. And we know that illustrations have the tendency to be remembered long after the details of the message are gone, and they hopefully will remind us of what the point was in the first place. If we only remember the illustration, but we're sitting there like, I don't know what his point was. I don't know what he was trying to say, but the illustration was pretty good. I uh, read an article from a magazine called Ministry. It's an international publication for pastors. And the author said this, in many ways, the success of preaching depends upon the success of the illustration. 
That's a good point. An idea without an accompanying illustration is like an airplane without wings. The idea is not going to fly. The most successful preachers soon discover that illustrations have a way of personalizing the message, of attaching an address to it, and as preachers, when we fail to use illustrations, it's the same thing as writing a very lengthy letter, but failing to address the envelope before mailing it. So not only should the speaker, in using the illustration, personalize it to himself or herself, the listener must be able to take that illustration and that message that's being delivered and go ahead and personalize it and apply it uh, to themselves. This article that I read on the internet when I was trying to research exactly what is an illustration anyway, what is the purpose of illustrations, how do you go about giving good illustrations, I found this article from the ministry magazine and it is exceptional. I would go ahead and look it up because it's a tremendous article and it's going to be the basis of what I'm talking about today with roadmaps, GPSs, pictures, and instructions. Uh, the author said this, Alibaba in an old Arabian Nights tale was fleeing for his life Suddenly, he was face to face with a dead end. There was a gigantic rock wall that rose before him, and it was on either side of him. His enemies were closing in from behind. It seemed that there was no way to escape. He couldn't push through the wall. He couldn't climb over the wall. He couldn't turn back because his enemies were there. There seemed to be no way of escape. But then finally he shouted two very important words when he said, Open Sesame! And is as if it was by magic, the giant rock doors swung open before him and he rode through to safety and to riches. So my friend, teachers, preachers, writers, have you ever had that dead-end feeling, preacher? Have you ever felt that in the pulpit? Have you ever found yourself facing people whose minds seemed to be like having that rock wall? There was no way through. There was no way to really break through in speaking to them. And you stand there or you step away from there with that feeling of failure. Have you ever stood in the pulpit, stood in the classroom, stood in the college classroom, you know, looked at that blank piece of paper and just cried out, open sesame. Well, there are two fairly magic words when it comes to communicating. And those are the words, for instance, as the author of the article illustrates very well. So as you lay that illustration before your people, suddenly the eyes focus on the pulpit. The eyes will focus on the teacher. I know it may be wishful thinking, but I just believe that it will happen when you have well 
illustrated illustrations so the minds will focus on the sermon the doors will spring wide open and truth will prevail and it will get through because when it comes to illustrations and Christian ministry really the Bible is full of illustrations it's one of the reasons why we're able to understand the Bible and it's interesting to us and we remember some of the stories I mean if you look at the Old Testament it's virtually one illustration after another and the key theme is the illustration of how God leads his people even the Apostle Paul seems to identify that when he says now these things which happened to our ancestors are illustrations of the way in which God works and they were written down to be warning to be a warning to us who are living in the final days of the present order according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 11 so illustrations are biblical Jesus was a master at using illustrations according to Mark chapter 4 verses 33 to 34 and with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it but without a parable spake he not unto them. I mean, if you even look at the Sermon on the Mount, which you would consider to be quite in-depth, the Sermon on the Mount actually contains 56 different metaphors in its sermon. Uh, you can read the entire sermon out loud in just about 15 minutes, the Sermon on the Mount. And if the Sermon on the Mount was just delivered as it was recorded by Jesus, then there would be three illustrations per minute in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, when you read the New Testament, Jesus was always saying things like this. He uh, said, this is like something. Even in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Verse 33, the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven. In verse 44, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Verse 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. So when Jesus preached, he preached using illustrations. When Jesus taught, he taught using illustrations. So I want to do a series. It's going to be quite a long series. It's not just going to be me speaking, but uh, I think I could even interview some of my friends and their lives could provide the illustrations that we're looking for. But it will be an illustration-driven series entitled, I Have a Story. Well, for those of you that like to embark on, you know, the Greek and the Latin and the Hebrew and uh, history of words, that word illustration comes from the Latin word lux, which means light. 
So if you provide too little light, it will prevent people from seeing the picture because of the darkness. If one provides too much light, it's going to keep people from seeing the picture because of that glare that will be there. Uh, too little sermon illustrations or lesson illustration prevents many that are reading or listening from seeing the truth we are presenting. But when we're too exciting and dramatic and overpowering, then that's going to take away uh, from the point and uh, it leaves them with remembering the story but not remembering the truth. So we need to be careful because the best story could make the poorest illustration because you want the illustration to help people to remember what you're saying. So when a listener has remembered the story but can't for the life of him remember what you were teaching or preaching, uh, that may be a good story in itself, but really, friends, that's a pretty bad illustration. A story can be like a living room lamp. It, it looks beautiful. It's something great to look at, but uh, the real purpose of shedding that light to illustrate, to illuminate, isn't really there. Because the illustration, the business of an illustration is to write, rightly light up the community. So an illustration is not just meant to be entertaining. Uh, it's not meant to provide that blank space or fill that blank space between arguments which you are giving. But rightly so, it is meant to find a way to apply the argument to life. Uh, I don't do this much, but some of you, I'm sure, do have that honey-do list. Uh, we have a honey-do list at our house, but it's usually for visitors that come by that have a good use of manual dexterity. And my, my wife asked them to go ahead and fix things around here. Uh, a very good friend, Carl, was here yesterday uh, doing a couple of things to, you know, a couple of handyman things uh, to assist us here at home. I can hold the hammer, uh, hitting the nail with the hammer. Well, that's a little bit more difficult. Maybe one day I'll tell you all about the various toolboxes that I have had my wife and others have purchased for me through the years. They've been awesome, but they've always been for someone else. But that's a story. That's an illustration for the other day. So anyway, your wife asks you to go ahead and hang a picture. You're going to have to have a hammer and a nail. So if you only had a nail and no hammer, you wouldn't be able to hand, hang the picture. But on the other hand, if you had the hammer, but you didn't have a nail, the best of hammers can make the worst of the wall that you're trying to hang that picture on. So if you're wanting to hang a picture, here's for free what you need. You need a nail and a hammer or both. 
The nail is your idea. The lesson is what you want to get across in your sermon. The hammer represents the illustration, and you are like a well-driven nail. If you have an idea, you don't have an illustration. It's like having a nail without a hammer to penetrate and to drive that point home. So having a story without a lesson to teach is like having a hammer without a nail for it to strike against. You need both. Well, I can see I'm getting on to manual dexterity stuff here, and I don't want the podcast to be about my carpentry skills or the lack thereof, because, friend, when it comes to Jim Poitras of the Poitras Ponderings podcast, he can pause, he can ponder, but if it requires manual dexterity, mm -mm. he'll never ever project. So that little lesson on carpentry, that's just going over to you free of charge from someone who does not know what he's talking about. But after all, I'm the same guy that wrote the book Evangelism, Sowing and Reaping and Used Six Farmers and Haven't Farmed a Day in My Life. Some uh, some can, and some of us just, you know, just write about it. I think I'm going to write a book on fishing. I haven't fished much lately, like in the last 40 years, 45 years. But Jesus did say that we should be fishers of men, so I think I could go ahead and launch off of that. Well, bringing this thing down to the close, six good reasons for using sermon illustrations. Number one, illustrations make it easier for people to understand. Uh, they can take your message, what you're teaching, and your illustration allows it to bridge that gap to the knowledge that they have and the knowledge that they are receiving. And, and hopefully, illustrations will hold attention um, many sermons that are preached are never really delivered because the message doesn't actually get through to the person who should be hearing it. Uh, speaking doesn't mean that the message is communicated because there can be distractions along the way from what you are saying, what you are speaking, to what that person is hearing. And if they're not hearing it, if they're not making the application to their life, then um, maybe you could mark it down. You haven't really actually delivered the message. I'm sorry, please don't be offended with me. I'm your friend, Jim Poitras of the Poitras Ponderings Podcast. So number three, illustrations retain truth longer. They can retain truth longer because people can remember it. Number four, illustrations prove Religion relevant, the author of that article says. Uh, it proves that what we're saying, that it is relevant to people who are listening to us. Number five, illustrations present strong truth without offending the audience. My pastor has a way of providing an illustration and uh, actually correction. And I talked about my pastor last week on the Poitras Ponderings podcast. But he can go ahead and provide pastoral correction, and the guy is smiling the whole time. 
and he knows how to throw in a story, an illustration, so that us that are sitting out there in pew land, I mean, talking about sitting on the pew, uh, we won't be offended. And sometimes, you know, you can hear a good message and good illustrations, and the target, the arrow doesn't actually pierce until you're out of the church, off the podcast, and at home. And by that time, the, the preacher or the teacher has gone kind of scot-free. But uh, illustrations should present strong truth without offending the audience. Matthew 13, 10 to 13 says this, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? So in illustrations, he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. So apparently Jesus would use his illustrations to, this is a paradox, friends, but he would use his illustrations to make his teachings both easier and harder to understand easier for those who wanted to understand and harder and more obscure for those that didn't. And my final point, I know you were looking for it. Point number six, illustrations motivate. So to merely announce what ought to be done without helping motivate people to want to do it is of very little value. And much of those points were taken from Actually, an old article from 1984 uh, in the Ministry magazine, which is designed for uh, pastors, an international journal for pastors. And that article was written by Floyd Bracey, who at the time was the Associate Secretary for Continuing Education. Excellent points on the Poitrous Ponderings podcast, where I'm introducing to you where we're going, the roadmap, the trip that we're taking, and hopefully along life's journey, Jim Poitrous and the family and the Poitrous Ponderings podcast will be a blessing to you on the trip because you and me, we're just passing through. This world is not our home. We're looking for, like the Ghanaians used to sing, I have another world in view. My Savior's gone to prepare a place for me, and I have another world in view. So with the Poitrous Ponderings podcast, an encouraging word on illustrations as we journey together, on life's road. Looking forward to speaking to you next week with the beginning of I Have a Story. Illustrations from the past that will be a blessing, hopefully in the present, and will guide you along the way to the future. Have a great week. The Poitrous Ponderings Podcast.
hope you have enjoyed the podcast this week and that you will be back again for the next episode. Have a blessed week. Thank you.